Have you ever wondered why exactly it is that things usually sound better at home than they do on stage, in auditions, or even in lessons? It's easy to chalk it up to nerves or assume that you just have to practice more or get more performance experience. And sure, those things certainly are part of the puzzle, but a lot of times that's not really the true root cause. If you've been confused by the inconsistency of your performances, I put together a free four-minute quiz called the Mental Skills Audit, which will help you pinpoint your mental strengths and weaknesses and figure out what exactly to adjust and tweak in your preparation for more consistently optimal performances. You can take the Mental Skills Audit online at bulletproofmusician.com MSA. That's MSA for Mental Skills Audit. And again, it's 100% free, and it'll take just four minutes to get your results emailed to you as a PDF. This is Noah Kageyama, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Musician Podcast. Every Sunday morning, we'll take a look at a new research-based tip or technique to help you practice more effectively or perform better under pressure. And on the first Sunday of every month, I'll have a guest from the music, sport, or research world who will share their insights on how we can all be a little more awesome in the practice room and on stage. Play from the heart. Try it again, but this time with feeling. I think we've all had teachers say something along these lines to us, especially in the early days of learning a new instrument, when everything feels so awkward and unnatural, and we're consumed with trying to overcome all the basic technical challenges of the instrument. However, even as we advance and become more skilled, it can be easy to continue to prioritize clean playing over expressive playing. After all, there is something very satisfying about practicing for accuracy, getting to use our tuner and our metronome apps. And sure, accuracy absolutely does matter, but focusing too single-mindedly on technical precision sucks a lot of the fun out of the experience, both for us and for our listeners. But how does one learn to play more expressively? Is it a function of simply feeling the music or feeling internally the emotion that we're trying to express in a particular passage? Where this feeling is then naturally expressed somehow in our playing and comes across to the listener? Or is there more to it than that? In a Finnish study, researchers asked four violinists, two amateurs, and two professionals to record the same phrase, but with a different set of instructions each time. In one recording, they were asked to focus on the technical aspects of their playing. In another recording, they were asked to focus on giving an expressive performance. And in the third recording, they were asked to play while focusing not so much on their playing, but more on their internal felt emotions. And to make sure the violinists were all feeling a similar emotion, before this third recording, the researchers had them go through an exercise that was designed to make them feel a little sad. It's not clear from the paper what exactly this entailed, but if I were to guess, and it's an educated guess but still a guess, it was something along the lines of thinking and writing and speaking about an intensely sad and emotional experience in their own life. So the question is, how were these three types of performances received by an audience? To find out, the researchers recruited 30 graduate students, all of whom had played a musical instrument for at least one year to serve as an audience. They all sat in an auditorium, lights dimmed just like a performance, and watched the recorded performances on a big screen. They were asked to rate each performance in three different ways on a 1 to 7 scale, where 1 was completely disagree and 7 was completely agree. The first prompt was, I like this performance. 
The second prompt was, the performer is skilled. And the third prompt was, this performance is expressive of sadness. So which performance approach did the audience rate the highest? Well, overall, the audience preferred the expressive performance over the technical and emotional performances. The expressive performances also led to the highest ratings of perceived skill, as in the violinists seemed more skilled when they were playing expressively versus when they are focusing on technical aspects or felt emotions alone. The emotional approach did lead to the highest sadness ratings, but the audience didn't seem to like the effect of this approach quite as much. As in, yeah, they could tell that the performer was feeling or expressing sadness because they played slower, softer, used a wider vibrato, and moved less, and so forth. But the audience ratings suggest that they liked the performances better, where the violinists were more focused on expressing sadness than being sad. So it seems that playing more musically and expressively may be a little more nuanced and require a little more practice, planning, and skill than simply playing only with feeling and trusting our body to intuitively do whatever is needed to communicate the desired emotions, character, or mood to the listener. So how can we learn to do this? To play more expressively in a way that resonates with the audience? Well, an earlier study by one of the same authors provides a few clues. They were curious to learn more about the process that musicians go through from the beginning stages of learning a new piece to polishing it up for performance. So they recruited eight conservatory and university music students representing string, woodwind, brass, and keyboard instruments, and tracked their practice over time to find out what this process might look like. Rather than videotaping and analyzing every single practice session, the researchers came up with a handy tool that enabled them to get a clearer picture of what exactly the students did in their daily practice efforts. They called it the Individual Playing Diary. Essentially, this was a kind of guided practice log that enabled the musicians to describe not just what specific passages they worked on, but also give researchers a sense of how they worked on each passage. The first step was to note the specific section they planned to work on. But then they were asked to describe the interpretive details of the passage, like what sort of character were they aiming for, or where did they want to build up or release tension? They were also asked to describe what sort of technical issues, like articulation, vibrato, bowing, and so on, they needed to work out in order to convey the desired interpretation. And also, whatever inner techniques, like auditory or visual imagery, they may have used to help produce a more musically expressive result. They were also prompted to describe any emotion that they felt was in the music at that particular point, like fear or nostalgia. And finally, they were asked to note their own emotions when playing that section which was sometimes aligned with the emotion they identified in the music at that point, like, I'm feeling sadness because the section is sad. But other times, this was related more to how they were feeling about the passage in that moment, like frustration or discouragement when they were struggling with a technically challenging passage. So after analyzing all of these diary entries, what did the researchers find? Well, one result, even though this wasn't really the point of the study, was that the musicians all seemed to really like the individual playing diary and found it helpful in making their practice more intentional and effective. Another finding was that the development of a musically expressive performance seemed to take place in four learning phases. Phase one, or initial exploration, involved playing through the piece to get a general feel and musical interpretation for the piece which factored in not just their own intuition and feelings about the music, but also hints and instructions written in the score by the composer. 
phase two, or mastering of technical difficulties. In this phase, the musicians seem to be preoccupied with solving technical challenges, although some did seem to be cognizant of the musical emotions during this process as well. Phase three was the construction of an expressive interpretation. In this phase, the nature of the technical challenges seemed to shift, where the technical challenges were less about playing the notes accurately and related more to the expressive and interpretive aspects of the piece, like how to increase dynamic contrast or how to create a particular kind of sound. The authors note that this seemed to represent a transition from simply feeling the emotions to knowing the emotions, and figuring out what musical features like tempo, phrasing, color, vibrato, and so forth would best convey these emotions to the listener. Phase four was the construction of an expressive performance. This final phase involved more run-throughs or trial performances and centered around finding a balance between, quote, emotional playing and, quote, expressive performance, where the goal was to deliver, quote, an expressive interpretation, i.e., their interpretation of the music combined with the knowledge of how to perform the musical emotions in a convincing way, plus some felt emotion, while keeping a sense of awareness or control of what was going on. So at the end of the day, yes, absolutely, emotion does have a place in performance, but it appears that felt emotions alone are not enough to deliver an effective, musically expressive performance. It also seems like too much felt emotion can be counterproductive in a performance as well. Of course, the researchers aren't necessarily saying that this is the only or most effective way to cultivate a musically expressive performance. These studies were more explorative in nature with small sample sizes and may not have captured the full range of individual differences that might exist. But the four-phase process does sound like a helpful framework to start from, and the individual playing diary seems like an awfully handy practice aid as well. It might take a few days to get used to, but I think it's certainly worth trying out. And if you'd like, you can download a copy at bulletproofmusician.com slash blog. And if you found the episode helpful, please share it with a friend or practice buddy who you think might also enjoy experimenting with this during the coming week. Mm-hmm.